after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is a podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about the best ones. We talk about the worst ones. And we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. You know who sucks at pooping? You do. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. We're your hosts. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. Remember that commercial? Yes, pa- Squatty Potty. Squatty Potty with the uh, unicorn. I've met a number of people in my real life who swear by it. I went into somebody's bathroom one time and they had a Squatty Potty in there. Yeah. I tried to just ignore it. It made me uncomfortable, no. but I'm not good with stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you sort of started a deficit. Yeah, I do start a deficit. Um, hey, we have tons of stuff to talk about today. Uh, not necessarily thematic. Usually you and I will come up with some sort of a theme. I think the theme will reveal itself to us. <laughs> Maybe that's a better way of talking about it. But we do have tons of stuff to talk about, including this is like kind of the closest we've had to breaking news in a long time. Pepsi- beep, 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 beep. <laughs> oh, good. Oh. <laughs> hold on, Vs. Hold on. The ticker tape machine is going off. Should we stop down? Oh, okay. It seems like it stopped. No, I just... Okay. I, I just Was that you? I just have a speech impediment. <laughs> Did you do that with your voice? With, with my... <laughs> With your with own my body. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's talk about this this Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad. Oh Must have been God. released late last night or this morning. I woke up this morning. I woke up kind of late. Woke up this morning and Twitter is on fire. Yeah, with hatred for uh, for this new Pepsi ad. We are going to talk about that. Uh, plus, Vives, you got a couple of commercials that you want to set the record straight on, uh, including a. Uh, a sex-filled Volkswagen commercial that I think, for you, for your taste, has a little bit too much sex in it, and uh, a Don, which sounds more like something I would say. And uh, there's this Domino's ad resurrecting an '80s icon, sort of. And uh, of course, we have the Ad Council. But the uh, big news here, if you know this, I don't know how many people in our uh, listening audience know it right now, but we have big news, and it's about us. Yeah. Turns out we're more than just podcasters. We are, I like to think of us as educators. Uh, We're professors. Innovators. Innovators. Yeah. Uh, If you want to call me professor, I would uh, would be open to that. We, I guess what you say is, let me get to the point. We are shaping the eager minds of young students or the young minds of eager students. I'm not sure. Maybe both, possibly. Um, What happened yesterday is... Somebody used this very podcast as part of a graduate school marketing class project. So we've hit the big time. So we've hit the big time. That's how I understand it. Honestly, I don't know that much about what went down. All I know is that my friend and colleague over there uh, at uh, American Public Media, Amy Walensky, uh, she's been uh, working on this project that she presented to her class yesterday, and apparently we were part of it in some way. I called Amy up. She's on the line now. Hey, Amy, how's it going? How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Oh, sorry. Were you just talking to somebody else? Did we interrupt you? Did we introduce you too quickly? (laughs) No, you're good. Okay. I thought I just heard you talking to somebody else for a second. Um, So a couple of days ago, we saw a a tweet from you, and it said, maybe this is like a couple of weeks ago, and it said like, here, I have it here. I have just convinced my group to do a project based entirely on the After These Messages podcast, hashtag grad school. 
And I saw that and I thought it was funny. Then I kind of thought like, well, that's never going to happen. And I kind of forgot about it. I'm not going to lie. Then you and I, you and I worked together in, in our professional lives and we were on a meeting in a, like a, on a phone call with our boss yesterday and you started saying how like, oh, I have all my clips pulled. I'm almost done with my project for after these messages for class tonight. And then I think I realized, oh, shit, this is really <laughs> happening. What yeah, exactly? No, I what's going on? <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm getting my MBA. And the class I'm taking this semester is called Marketing Management. And so we're kind of going through the process of learning about everything you would want to know about marketing. And one of the things that my professor is big on is this idea of like marketing in your daily life and how do you interact with marketing on a daily basis and what do you think about and how are you thinking about this class when you're interacting with different things. So what he tends to do is come in and play a clip from Marketplace um, oh. and then talk about uh, what what he learned from Marketplace or what he was thinking about when he heard that Marketplace, that story that day. Um, now, does he know that you his, work for the company that produces Marketplace by any chance? Did you suddenly does. drop he, that? He learned that very quickly. Um, <laughs> I, was, I started laughing. Um, and I think I, I, you know, like I have some swag set aside to bring him because, you know, um, I'm the person that does all of the, the fun tote bags and things like that. So, so do you say um, things kind of like, well, I was talking to my friend and co- colleague, um, uh, Kai, Rizdal. Kai Rizdal yesterday. <laughs> there was, I think that one of the first stories he played, it was something that Sabrina Benashore had done. And like, everyone's like, oh, well, the guy was talking about it. And I was like, well, what Sabrina says. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, why do you know these people? Okay, so he's already in the so your professor's already in the bag for APM. Yeah, and so we were kind of like looking at the essentially each week a different group has to get up and do one of these kind of like here's what I was thinking about when I was doing this thing in my daily life this week. And I was and we could have done something with marketplace, but I was like, "Hey, let's go with the like more fun side of of, you know, podcasting instead of marketplace and the traditional public radio thing. I've got this great podcast I listen to called after these messages. And I bet you we could do something about this. That would be like, we could get some good laugh out of people, but also like really be useful as well. So what was Um, the actual project? So it's it's actually called marketing in your daily life. And so the, the idea is that we had to come in and like present to the class, how we'd been kind of taking what, we were learning class and thinking about it when things came up in our daily life. Okay, so how did so what did you do? Like, what was tell me about the just tell me about the presentation though. So you were I know you were pulling tape. Okay. You said like, what did yeah, you just stand so, in front of the room and just say like, I listened to this podcast. Here are some clips because I'm fine with that if that's what you did. <laughs> I mean, that was sort of how it started at least. <laughs> um, and what it was. <laughs> Was we actually pulled um, one of the episodes that you guys did all the kind of ad doctor stuff? Please don't play the phone. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, I got, I got it right here. We're good. <laughs> doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. Oh my God! Did your class hear doctor, this song? Doctor, okay, so my group heard that and they're like, "We're having nightmares." <laughs> That's right. The circle is widening. <laughs> That song is like a um, curse. Oh my god! And, but like, it gets stuck. And so now, anytime anyone says the word "doctor," it's all I can think about. <laughs> it's like the ring. After you hear it, you're going to be dead in five oh days. My god. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, so we picked an episode where you guys kind of. This is the one I think before the Super Bowl where you had. Um, uh, oh, Nick, Nick and, and Rosen. Yeah, yeah, Nick and Rosen. Yeah. 
Um, and you went through kind of like a bunch of ads and talked about, you know, like, okay, how do we fix this one? So we kind of pulled out the discussion you guys had about the Good Choice Kid Halo campaign. Right, right. Because we thought Did one of them was... all the oranges? Yeah, absolutely. The one, they all feature these kids making kind of smart decisions while they're, while their friends and, and I guess grade school colleagues, I'll just call them that, are making bad decisions. And I think we liked, we love one of them mm-hmm. with the little girl yeah. uh, who's in the, in the house with all the dolls. But then the other two, like the yeah. circus one and... Like, and the construction site one. Yeah, those weren't were... Weren't as successful. Yeah, those were boners. Yeah, and there's um and the the other really great moment where you talk about the uh you feel like they kind of like lost sight of their audience with those last two that they kind of left the parents out of the the kind of thought process yeah. in in how they're approaching those ads and it was like it was an incredibly insightful discussion um and also very funny which you know in my book is always a good thing if I can make the class laugh um. <laughs> Uh, so we pulled sort of like the little clips about like, okay, we're going to set this one up in terms of how you guys framed the discussion and what you thought was good about something, what you thought was bad about it. And we kind of put it to the class and said, so what do you guys think of this? Did they, you know, do you agree with the assessment that, that, uh, that you guys made on after these messages? Um, and some of the class did and some of it didn't. And it's funny because I really was on the same page as you guys. And I think that one with the creepy, dollhouse worked and the other two really didn't for a lot of the same reasons in that, you know, the fact that it just felt so absurd to me. And a lot of what the class was saying is like, oh, the absurdity was the the fun thing about it. And I felt like then they all should have been that absurd, Mm. but having one that felt a little bit more grounded in reality that's really to at least a certain extent. That's super interesting to me because I was watching. We were watching. I, I forget what what food product it was now, but more and more ads, especially for I feel like snack foods and things, are taking the approach that uh, Skittles kind of pioneered, and um, to some extent also Mountain Dew with like the total weird, absurd, just almost to the point of sometimes grossness or just very strange surreal settings old spice old spice certainly was in we've done a whole we've you know we've done shows on that and i i wonder if that's really influencing today's you know mba students that they uh, that more and more the absurdity in advertising is just to be expected yeah and i think you know i think there is the certain either type of consumer that appeals to, but like, it's definitely not me that I like the things that like pull at my heartstrings more um, or, you know, like tap into some sort of emotional rather than really get me to like, I don't enjoy that kind of absurdity, I guess. Um, I don't know. I just it, like, they completely missed the mark for me. And it was interesting to hear the class be like, I don't think I would change these. And I was like, really? Right. You wouldn't change them at all? Would, you, would it be okay if you, could you give me a list of the, the full names of the people who didn't agree with us? <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to find their email addresses too. Will that help? That would be great. Any, any personal information you have. It's not, it's not, <laughs> I don't have a specific plan. I just would like to keep this list. So how did the project, how well, was the project received? I think it was it, the the discussion we ended up having kind of as it wrapped, which was a really interesting one in my book, was the idea of like, okay, so thinking about it in terms of where this falls and what type of advertising they're trying to do, it's kind of that, that like 
primary advertising where what they're really trying to sell is not necessarily specifically the Halo brand, but the idea of an orange versus a Snickers bar mm. as a snack, right? So the Snicker, so the, the bad choice and the bad outcome is representative of that kind of unhealthy snack food versus the good choice of the Halo. Mm. And so for a lot of people, this felt like it, they felt like it really works because they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. That it's absurd. What it is is something that just represents a really terrible idea or in this case, a really terrible snack. Well, that's fair. And I and mean, like, you know, I'm sure a lot of a lot of uh, highly paid, experienced people went into those commercials. They're clearly produced by, you know, an ad firm that that like has, you know, it, it's not it's not amateur hour for Halos. And and also right, exactly yeah and for me I mean it's interesting that that idea of like yeah it's actually just less brand awareness more just kind of product awareness for lack of a better word this idea yeah, of, like of gut your, milk yeah but on the other hand there is something very specifically about the brand here because the majority of, of citrus you know kind of snacks and, and you know you have your grapefruits you you have your oranges right and they're there but this idea of well these are these mini oranges that are specifically branded if you're just walking through the through the produce section and you see them they are going to pop and i can understand why the advertising there's just way more branding that goes into like this particular kind of brand of produce yeah. than most other things in that section it's very much like the pistachios yeah. campaign in yeah. that way you know pistachios yeah. is trying to get you to a think of pistachios as a good snack food and b buy that particular brand yeah yeah right and i think you know the interesting thing for us was that like as we were coming up to the front of the room to do our presentation which was like you know very halo branded we actually like our presentation was that bright orange and we used the little halo thing and a lot of our stuff and we actually had gone out and gotten a bunch of halo oranges and passed them out to the class because you know oh. see people when you're doing a presentation always a good idea um but even as we were walking up somebody's like oh look they're cuties and i was like right. that's a competing brand <laughs> right yeah and i have not seen you know? cuties commercials i don't think I don't have it either, but th- you're right. That's a very successful uh, Clementine brand mm-hmm. or whatever. You, however, yeah. I've heard those little oranges called a million things. And the professor mentioned something about like, oh, and we're not even going to get into the cuties thing because they've been doing a lot of interesting things with marketing too. And I was like, no, I want to get into that. Yeah. And I haven't looked it up yet. So that's, but that's something that I'm going to go look up because that was, you know, like he alluded to something interesting they're doing with trying to create that that brand and, and really differentiate themselves but i didn't get into that so. so let me ask you this what um do we know what grade we got yet and i'm just gonna i'm gonna start <laughs> using i like that it's a collective thing yeah. well you know i mean this is the this I, is I guess like... my question is how close am i to having an mba at this point <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i mean if you're being used in class material you pretty much already it's like an honorary thing right <laughs> yes I, I believe so yeah i mean again if you want to where can i pick up my certificate so do you <laughs> do you know what grade yet you got on this project or a project's we, not graded? Is it just an overall uh, semester? We don't, thing? I don't think we do, but I will know by the end of the class. So oh, and that okay. class ends in a couple of weeks, so I can always report back in. I would really like to know that, yes, because I haven't <laughs> I haven't been graded in a long time. And I think more importantly, do you think that we this I I'm seriously asking this because our numbers are so low. <laughs> Download wise, if we get one or two more listeners, that's a that's a significant percentage of our audience. Do you think that you move the needle at all? Do you think that there's even one or two people who are now listening to this podcast, potentially even regularly going forward? 
I mean, I definitely think the girls in my group were into it. Okay. Um, and you guys got, I played the intro for that week's show. Yeah. I think this is like episode 65 or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and you got a lot of good laughs in it. So I feel like that's, that's a good sign, right? Oh, God. That is wonderful. Now, fair, so your group is how many people, by the way? Like, I'm really specific on this uh, number. I think four? <laughs> It's, it's, it's me and four other people. Okay, that's okay. That's good. Thank you. Now, I will be fair. Like to be fair, I did link to the SoundCloud page, so I don't know how the, how you calculate those numbers in. Yeah, they, no, that's they, good. They count. That's they. they that's good. Oh, Amy, they all count. <laughs> hey, since we got you on the line <laughs> and we are talking about uh, marketing and stuff, and um, since we're all basically MBAs in marketing now, will you yeah. stick around for our uh, commercials in the news segment? Yes. All right, this is about Kendall Jenner, but first we got to do this. Commercials in the news! All right, so I mentioned at the beginning of the show, more than any commercial, I think, since we've been doing this podcast, which is, uh, I guess, a bit over a year now, um, the, the big, I feel like one of the biggest news headlines of the day is this goddamn Pepsi commercial oh, yeah. starring Kendall Jenner. And the fact that like I can even just say Kendall Jenner without having to like kind of look it up. I don't know any of the Kardashian people. I don't know exactly her. She's probably the youngest of the Kardashian clan. Or? Uh, she's w- one of the two youngest ones. Okay. Yeah, she's one of the ones that's, you know, uh, that's the offspring of Bruce Jenner and uh, Chris and Chris Kurt. Chris. Uh, Chris Jenner. Yeah. Um, and so there's no audio to play of this. And I think by this point, if you're interested in commercials enough to be listening to this podcast, you've probably already seen this commercial or, uh, or our Facebook group was a blowing up. About I know. It. Um, so this is um, an ad not dissimilar to something we um, talked about, I'm going to say uh, several shows ago, where people are trying to kind of like tap into the zeitgeist, the kind of dissent, the the marches, the protests of the moment, this kind of like post-Trump election America. Do you remember what the other product was that did this? I think it was an, equ- it was an almost equally offensive product. I want to say it was Cadillac. Yes, it was. It was a damn luxury car. Right. Somehow, like within within the commercial, you I don't think saw... that's what they meant by commodify your descent. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right. I, I think that's the second time I've made that joke. I know. Maybe, but it, I think it's th- Sam. That's, maybe we should name the show "Commodify Your Descent" I, today. I think it holds up because okay. I'm stalling here because this is a two and a half minute commercial that was released online. I don't know how they're going to cut it for commercials on television. I, at, at this, this point, point, they may not. I don't know if they ever will yeah. cut them for commercials on television. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Amy. But let's, I guess, describe it first for those who haven't seen it. Um, you see some kind of urban artists doing their thing, right? Um, there's a guy... They're playing, all they're, artfully diverse. And they're all artfully diverse. And woman in a hijab, a very beautiful girl in a hijab. Young. Uh, oh, she's got a nose ring, too. Yes. Yep. And then on top of a, a roof, there's so a So she's there's like a religious, young, but not too religious. <laughs> right. And then there's a, uh, I believe, a young Asian man, maybe, yeah, uh, who's, on I the think roof a of a building playing a cello. Cello player. Um, on the roof, for some reason. Um it's already on and, the roof. And, and they're just like, you know, they're kind of doing their thing. And then also there's a model and somebody's taking photos of her in an Who's urban landscape. Who's recognizably Kendall Jenner. And it's Kendall Jenner. Yeah. A blonde Kendall Jenner, it's worth noting. Um, and while they're all kind of doing their 
creative projects, there's also a movement going on in the streets. We see some people marching through the streets. They're holding some... I don't have it in front of me right now. They're holding some of the most ridiculously benign protest signs you've ever seen in your life. One of them... I think the big one is join the conversation. Yeah. Like none Peace. of them are just kind of like Love. fuck Trump. They're yeah. just kind of like, oh, these people could be. Hey, these people could be protesting Hillary Clinton, as far as we know. They could be protesting, uh, you know, like fluoride in the water, like <laughs> yeah. it, literally anything. It is so completely uh, toothless and anodyne. A- anodyne. Yeah, they could be protesting little cuties. Um, for some reason, there's a shot in here, not to get into too much yeah, detail. Yeah, fluoride in the water makes it sound like it has any direction <laughs> right, at all. Right, no. It's just, just like, peace, love, I don't know, walking. Right. What do we want? <laughs> Something. When do we want it? Whatever, Whatever. is convenient. <laughs> okay, so, so there's this crowd forming. Meanwhile, the, our three artists are starting to pay a little bit of attention to it. For some reason that I don't understand, the photographer, the woman in the hijab, um, is looking at a bunch of her photographic proofs that are spread all over a table, which, by the way, I don't know why she's not, like, using a MacBook Air, but, like, whatever. She's She's got these on film. But she gets really frustrated at one point and slams her hands down on the table, like, this project just isn't working. Probably, I assume, like, you struck this pose many times in prepping your uh, your After These Messages project, Amy, I, I would guess, that those moments Oh, definitely. Were, yeah. I mean, I think she even goes so far as to, like, crumple up some of the, the photos and, like, throw them away or Yes, she yeah. does, yes. And I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure this character is based on you, as a matter of fact, and the trial. I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I do have a nose ring. So. Right. Um, so anyway, she's getting frustrated, but then the crowd is just kind of like uh, uh, building in the streets. These seem like unrelated uh, things going on until these artists, for one reason or another, decide to join the join the protest. I think the cellist guy joins the protest first. I feel like first. protest is... It, do Demonstration? Not- Crowd, casual, casual stroll, <laughs> casual stroll, so, sign, 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 encrusted group guys. stroll. What did you say, Amy? <laughs> I said they're on their way to a farmer's market. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It says, try the kale. Poster board salespeople. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's so, I mean, it is, it's like they went out of their way and they did. They went out of their way to avoid putting anything out there that was at all political. Right. And the absence of it is so conspicuous as to be offensive. And so the cello guy who, by the way, I, I got to give a shout out to um, the, this funny uh, Washington Post writer whose name is Alohe Izadi and she wrote this uh, second by second breakdown. <laughs> I recommend people looking it up in the Washington Post about it. And she points out that like the cello player was on the roof all like kind of sweaty and dirty just like taking out his emotions on his instrument. Uh, but at some point between this protest starting and three seconds later, he's showered cleaned up and wearing a different outfit and he's looking really cute and he's on the street now and he walks by kendall jenner and he kind of just gives this little nod of his head like come on join us and uh kendall jenner all of a sudden she looks past the camera that's taking her photo during this uh this glamour shoot and she's like yeah I'm joining this protest. That's what she says with her eyes and body language. And she pulls off her blonde wig, and it's the real Kend- Kendall Jenner and underneath, she, she who's also, a brunette. She also w- wipes off her lipstick. Oh, yeah. She, which, yeah. And, then, and the result of her like smearing it off her face with her hand is like, now it's perfect again, just like a slightly lighter shade. Yeah, it's like a magic. I saw yeah. this in the Magic Castle. It's li- yeah, right. 
that would be quite a trick if you could wipe off your lipstick and not have it all over your face. She should look like the the Joker in The Dark Knight Rises after that, doing that. If they had that made it and, and done that one change, they they can have my money. I will buy a Pepsi if she walks through the street with like Joker Just lips. Smeared. Just, why so uh, protesty? Why so- <laughs> Okay. So she decides to join. We're not, okay. We're about halfway through this two and a half minute ad now. So she, she's now joined. Points. She's now joined the uh, the protest. The uh, photographer girl. Uh, she's had enough with her proofs, and she grabs her camera and she walks out on the street to capture the moment of what's going on too. Um, and uh, and then we see a the lot. police. Yeah, line, a, line a line of, of cops. police, and they're not having it. They're all frowny. They're not. They're not. They're really not emoting at all. They're just standing there in their gray uniforms. Um, by the way, very toned down. They do not look like the riot police that we see in Seattle or D.C. or any other major city when these protests happen. Uh, they're just these, you know, they're these uh, uh, gray uniform police officers just kind of frowning ahead, putting up with this protest of these people who just want us to join the conversation. And uh, Kendall Jenner, though, she's got an idea. She thinks she can maybe win these police officers over, and she. Walks up to one of them, looks him in the eye, and hands him a can of Pepsi. What do you think he does with that Pepsi? I think he drinks it. I think he drinks it, too. And, our, and I think the world is a little bit of a better place. And our photographer friend snaps a, a photo of it, and instant it becomes an instantly iconic photo. And the level of co-opting of protest imagery that is happening here is just mind-boggling that's the most yeah that, I mean, like, yeah go ahead i was gonna say like like you guys have in your mind the photo that they're referencing yes right, right? Like, of course uh, that and and that to me in so many ways like i'm just angry about it can we talk about what that photo is really quickly this is a very iconic black lives matter we're talking about the black lives matter photo right it's a yeah. it's a young woman uh it's a pretty iconic photo right now she's she's wearing a dress she could not look more harmless but she's peacefully just standing tall in front of uh i think i believe like three heavily armed police officers SWAT-geared in up. SWAT gear and one of them is kind of taking out his like uh, plastic handcuffs to cuff her and she just looks strong peaceful and uh, and just in, in a way, just kind of beautiful, standing there in front of in front of this police state imagery, um, and so that's clearly what Pepsi. I mean, that Pepsi is evoking this iconic photo from. I mean, first of all, was that in was that in Ferguson? I mean, this was or was it was during that that year, right? That summer of of protest. Yeah, I, I I don't know if it was Ferguson or if it was Baltimore, but but I remember it being around. That. I, I wish I. I had it in front of me right now. I believe this photo was taken in Baton Rouge. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was, oh, was in true? response to that sort of summer of violence. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, she's wearing a sort of a very filmy kind of like gray green dress. And these three just like murdered out cops just are like running up to her and they're in motion and she's standing there perfectly still. And it's really, uh, we'll post it to the Facebook page. It's, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's, it, it kind of says everything. So here's the, my, my big question for both of you guys. And Veeves, uh, you've brought this up, a, a, this commercial up. We've chatted about it a little bit since you've been home tonight off air. But I have a question that I have not asked you yet. And Amy, I definitely want your perspective on this from kind of with your marketing background too. Um, you know, already I'm seeing tweets from my friends and stuff who are saying, Ah, uh, yes, 
those I would love to see the look on Pepsi executives' faces right now, and they show like Mr. Smithers being like, excellent. <laughs> like right now, the thing that everybody nobody's talking about Coke today. Everybody is talking about Pepsi today. Now, this is leaving a, a figurative bad taste in my mouth, but is this really a marketing disaster? Will this go down in history as a marketing disaster, or is it the day that everybody talked about Pepsi? Amy, what do you think? You're the one with the credentials. <laughs> Oh no! Depending how the pro- I mean, depending on what you get on the project, I guess. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, I think that like it, it's one of those that are you of the school that like all press is good press kind of thing. Like even bad press is good, is good press because it gets your name out there. Yeah, maybe. But I think that when what you're getting like we've seen so much backlash lately for the the brands that have done things wrong. You know, like that idea of like when something, some breaking news happens and some and a brand tweets something. Right. They do get a lot of backlash, and this feels like it's in that camp of trying desperately to capitalize on a an important and meaningful political movement and doing it wrong. And you said something that I think is really uh, instructive. You said getting your name out there. Yeah, we're all talking about Pepsi, but I had heard of Pepsi before oh, right. today. Right. Yeah. As had all of us. Well, I'd heard of Crystal Pepsi. Right. I didn't know they made a dark <laughs> version. <laughs> but you I mean, know what I'm saying? Like, like my question they, is- they don't they don't need public they don't need brand awareness. They need like brand right. affinity, and I don't think that's helping with brand affinity. Right. And so like so what was the point of this ad? Who are they targeting? Are the people that are involved in these political movements now going to say, oh, yeah, Pepsi understands me. I'm going to start drinking Pepsi. I guess like, it's I not. I think it's, if happening. anything, it's people like, it's people like my mom, maybe, or my mom sometimes listens to this. So I don't know, mom, write in if that's not fair. But <laughs> um, like, I think it's people who maybe who who didn't march and they're aware of the marches as like a thing that's happening. They may be a little fuzzy on, you know, exactly what the issues were or like why people marched, but they they have a sense like all of us that now is a time of protest. And I guess, and this is why, like I say perspective matters all the time on the show. I don't know what it's like to be a person who's not politically engaged right now. I'm super engaged and I'm infuriated by this, by this ad. And I can't imagine that any of the, any one of the millions of people who marched on um, the 20 on January 21st wouldn't also be somewhat infuriated, but there are millions and millions of more people who didn't march and and their dollars, you know, there are more dollars out there that didn't march than did. So here, here's, Here's what's going on in my head right now, if I can try to sort this out. So obviously, commercials reflect the zeitgeist. But that's the second time I've used that word. I'm allowed to use it three times per episode. Okay. And then I get kicked Careful. off the island. Um, uh, but they do. And that's, I think, an interesting thing for all of us. When we go back and look at old commercials, how they reflect what's going on in society at that time. And of course, I'm thinking now of what's the most famous Coke commercial, like iconic Coke commercial, Uh, spoiler alert, Mad Men ends (laughs) with a huge reference to it, right? Right. It's I'd like to teach the world to sing. Now, that was a product of 
the the hippie movement, right? And yeah. the hippie movement, a huge part of that was protests. Um, and of course, the peace and love thing, which was part of that as well. Now, that focused on the peace and love thing. I'm not defending this commercial, by the way. Nothing. This is the most horrible piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. But I feel like what they're trying to do is, first of all, they're not giving it enough time. I think we're yeah. too much in the moment right now. But what they're trying to do is not focus on what they're protesting, but just that this is a moment of protest. And so what is the takeaway in this commercial? She hands the Pepsi over to the cop, and it's, it's, it's the same as the Cadillac commercial. Yeah, yeah, this protesting thing is going on, but at the end of the day, we're all just people who yeah, love Pepsi. Yeah, it's the, it's, the, um, it's the daisy in the uh, barrel of the gun. Right, which is kind of the, yeah. The... But I would say, if I could put my ad doctor stethoscope Oh, I'm on. sorry, what did you say? Did you <laughs> <laughs> Um, no! <laughs> doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me! Right. Uh, I think that, although I don't care for this general approach personally, there was a way to do it that was that does not feel as blatantly um, just exploitative and opportunistic mm-hmm. as, as it is. I mean, Kendall Jenner is such a signifier she's so much more than just a pretty girl who's a model she's got this whole she comes with a lot of baggage Mm -hmm. and i understand why they picked her because they felt like that baggage was useful here like she represents glamour and excess but then she throws that all off and she may be trying to do some tailoring of her her own image in in Mm -hmm. doing this commercial but i think they miscast it pretty badly by using her because it's such a superficial treatment of this protest thing yeah and she is known to be part of the most superficial family basically what were you saying amy and i think that's one of the things that bothers me so much is that the reason she joins the march is because some cute guy gave her that's right and then suddenly not only is she joining the march but they're pushing her to the the front of it, and then they're all cheering for her as if she's the one. I like, mean, it is the that literal thing that she was doing. It is the literal embodiment of like white people co-opting Black Lives Matter. I mean, yes. it, it couldn't be more literally spelled out for you here. Can I play for you guys? I don't know if this will work or not. I only watched this ad once, and it was this morning. I, it's really hard. I mean, if you can watch it more than once, like, yeah, it's right rough. in. Who are you? Um, yeah. But, by the way, if there is anyone in our audience anyone at all who thinks that this is a good ad i implore you get in touch with me i would i mean i i am honestly curious to meet the person and and hear why they like this ad just put your maga hat down for a second just put it just, just take it right no. off uh, so i don't know if this will work or not but uh, the, this isn't even calculated to make the, no, it's the trumpers not. no like no that, that that joke i regret that joke that made no sense whatsoever um but so the whole ad is kind of the, this montage or the, this, you know, wordless story, basically, with swelling music. I want to play for you the moment, though, the, the, the emotional uh, peak of this is when she gets pushed to the front of the crowd and then hands the uh, hands the Pepsi to the police officer. And as she does it, uh, our photographer friend clicks and I, if I recall, the sound design here could not be more just kind of like over the top. Yeah. It's like it's embarrassingly, yeah. it's embarrassingly over the top. So let's take a listen to it. So she's. We are the chosen. We got the shine of the dark. We are the movement. This generation. Listen to that fucking crowd because he's, oh. a cop took a sip. That is, I've never seen people so excited for cops to drink soda. That is the... I, it's, 
I did. It's worse than I remembered. And I remember. Yeah, no, it. it's so bad. Oh my it, god! Honestly, it gets worse with every watch. Like I just can't believe that somebody did. Did you put this in an email to me, Amy? No, because we haven't discussed this. Somebody no. posted on our Facebook page, like this had to go through so. Yeah. That's the many thing that always boggles people. my mind. How did yeah. no? Is there nobody from the ad agency and the people who came up with the idea, and then the bosses, and then selling it to the client? Like, did nobody have even the, an iota of? of realism to say this is not going to rub people the right way. I, it tells you how insulated that world is. Okay. So can I reference back to my class again? Yeah, please. That's why you're here. Um, (laughs) So one of the other uh, groups that did this, this presentation that I just did um, showed that uh, commercial, the like equal pay for equal work car commercial from the Super Bowl. Yep. Yep. Do you guys know the yes. show? And I loved that's I the, that's that the father. Should we just, for people who haven't seen it, that's, that's the father who I believe is watching his uh, little girl. Do is like she a doing boxcar a, race. Yeah, boxcar race. And, and it's for yeah. Audi. And we hear his kind of internal monologue as he's ad- admiring and loving his daughter from afar. He's thinking like, how is she going to grow up in this world? How am I going to tell her that is what she isn't worth uh, what a man is worth when it comes to a paycheck and all that? And he kind of is having all these thoughts about his daughter. So go ahead. Yeah, so, and, like, so that commercial to me was something I felt was, like, a successful example mm-hmm. of capitalizing on a movement. But it turns out that Audi actually doesn't pay their women very well and has a what? very, like, male white board. And, yeah, like, and so, like, the, it, it so what, what it was was they were trying to capitalize on this kind of, like, change in the, the context of, of the world right now and say, we're going to talk about this kind of, we're going to position ourselves as aligned with these particular values. Right. And I thought they did it really well. And most of the class did not like this commercial. And they're like, how does this sell your cars? And how does this, you know, like help anything? And I don't understand why they did this. And to me, I was like, I have such a better, you know, impression of Audi now because of this. Um, and then actually when you do your, your research, there's, it's not as great, but, um, the question I had for you guys is like, so how did you feel about that ad? And is it because like it comes from a different, you know, like is it the same thing as this ad in, in the way that it's, it's inappropriately co-opting a movement? Well, listen, putting aside the fact that you then did your research into the company, um, that does change it a little bit, but let's just talk about the ad itself. I, I, number one, I thought it was well done. And number two, this idea of, um, having a good feeling about a car company, like it doesn't have to necessarily, that particular ad does not have to get me to run to the dealership to buy a car that day. But this idea right. that when it is time for me to be, when it is time for me to buy a car, whether it's uh, this year or five years from now, if they're on a brand campaign that has me thinking good thoughts about this company, that they share the same values I share, I think that's absolutely valid. And I think Subaru is a great example of doing that. I also haven't looked up what Subaru tr- Subaru's track record is when it comes to social justice issues or whatever. Yeah. But that, Subaru's also going for something a little bit different. They're going for more of a sentimentality, but they are kind of going yeah. for a we're with you kind of vibe. Absolutely. And Cadillac is exactly the opposite. And they, they're obviously going for something very different from what I, the values that I have. And that's fine. They, there are plenty of people, there are plenty of people who can buy Cadillacs who have different values from me. But had I, had I the resources to buy a luxury car, Cadillac wouldn't even be on my list because they're clearly not aiming at me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and so the discussion we had in class ended up being about the kind of like, so these values-driven ads that are really trying to take, to harness a political movement or, you know, a political sentiment that's, that's prominent right now. And is it too soon for them to be doing that effectively? And is it, you know, and that was sort of the kind of conclusion that we, that w- that was proposed to us in class was that like, yes, we get where they were, where they're going with, with that Audi commercial, but it just feels like you're, we're not at that point yet where you should be using this in an ad. And I was like, I don't understand how people didn't like this ad. Cause I thought it was so great. And then I see a commercial like this and I'm like, wow, I think I'm having the reaction yeah. that other people had to that Audi commercial. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I thought the Audi commercial was just a little bit more subtle. I do think that time has something to do with it as well. I mean, obviously, marketers aren't just spinning a wheel and putting whatever out there. All this stuff is calculated within an inch of its life. But there is something about letting the, the times kind of influence your creative products a little bit around the edges mm-hmm. as opposed to straight on. Like even that even that commercial of the Audi commercial, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of tied in with this idea of a movement, uh, I, I guess you would call it a women's rights movement, but it's also a story about a dad and his daughter. It's also an emotional thing. Yeah. This is just so damn superficial and it's just like straight on such a literal interpretation of something that's been going on for only the past uh what t- two and a half months yeah. now and they're trying to just jump right into it as opposed to just kind of like seeing like and, and where the set are dressing we? of it the 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 production of it is so ham-fisted to mm-hmm. me like all the the, mm-hmm. the signs that just say things like we're mar i mean you know this is an exaggeration but it basically feels like a joke about we're protesting. This, these signs are for our march. They all say... That's why I'm, I call them poster board sales people. I'm flicking through this now, and it looks like they all just say join the conversation. There's only one where it really... Fo- I could be wrong, because I'm just kind of clicking through A lot through of them just now. have, like, peace signs and Or stuff. peace signs, and they all just say join the conversation. So you know that they, like... A bunch of people sat around a board for a long time saying, we want to make this protest ad, uh, or this ad portraying a protest. So, like, what what are the messages we can put out there? What is something that is, as you would say, Vives, anodyne enough, but also... Um, you know, seeming like I—I I, I don't know, just something that would be safe. Basically, yeah, I see that there's some other it's stuff. So in incredibly other safe yeah. that it. Well, and I think I think it's also like the the kind of negative reaction of using a well-known celebrity in this way. That had that Audi commercial used a celebrity father and daughter, our mm. reaction would have been very different to it. Yeah, and just like we hated on Jennifer handled... Garner and her dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this, yeah, like, and this had it been, you know not a, a celebrity in that role. Would we feel differently? I think we might we not feel as harshly about it. Might not, or, or maybe a different celebrity, somebody with a little yeah. bit more credibility. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm uh, nobody come leaps or someone to mind. who's known for being politically active. In yeah. Way. With who has a little bit of credibility. I mean, imagine if Gaga was the, was the face of this campaign. Mm. I think we would all feel, I might not love it, but we would all feel differently about it. You know it. what? For me, I think it would, all right, listen, I don't know really who the Kardashians... I mean, I know the Kardashians. I don't even hate the show. I'm not like some like, oh, Kardashians represent everything that's bad with society. Like, I, I don't give a shit that much. And every now and then you're at the gym and it's on and it's kind of funny. Like, I'm fine with the Kardashians existing. Um, 
but I don't know much about them. And so if you had put this ad in front of me this morning and didn't tell me that Kendall Jenner was in it, I would have never recognized her. And really? I wouldn't have felt any differently about this ad. Like, I think the ad's oh, pretty fair. bad. As a matter of fact, I think if you had put a different uh, famous person there who I did have more of an opinion about, I think it would have just actually hurt my opinion of that person if they had any credibility. Like, let's say it was Aubrey Plaza. For somebody maybe of that kind of generation, she's a bit older than Jenner, I know, but like maybe somebody who we think is a little bit more kind of legit or eye rolly or something like that, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm never watching an Aubrey Plaza thing again. Yeah. Most people know that that's Kendall Jenner. Yeah, I think I'm an outlier on that. All right. Anyway, well, Amy, thank you so much for uh, dishing with us. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for for awarding us or or loaning us the gravitas <laughs> of uh of getting to be part of your your grad school education good luck with your how much longer till you um till you finish uh, uh, uh you think? It's, it's gonna be a little while um it's, it's a part-time program yeah so I'm kind of doing it's like my side gig you know absolutely <laughs> just let us know when graduation day is because we both want to be there in person when you thank us <laughs> fantastic i mean the class did ask if we could bring you guys in and i was like i don't know if we can afford that flight well you know, talk, to the, talk to the professor <laughs> it's worth it there are it's a lot of it. there are a lot of interesting grants out there that's all i'll say there we go all right. Do you I want... I'll let you guys. I'll report back when I get my grade. Okay. Yeah. Thank, thanks. That is uh, Amy Walensky, our friend and uh, and and my colleague, and uh, and I guess from now on, I guess we'll just call her Doctor Walensky. Right you don't now. actually earn a doctorate in an MBA program, but I'm I'm cool with with Doctor. Can you Walensky. call me Doctor Walsh? <sighs> By the way. I'm not playing the Dr. Doctor song. Thank you. That was an excuse just to say that. While we're in this uh, commercial in the news uh, segment, uh, let's, you know, I don't think we have time for the VW um, commercial today. I do, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, next week or in a future show, but um, we should probably talk about this Domino's ad. I mentioned at the top of the show that it's kind of like resurrecting an 80s icon. That 80s icon is uh, Ferris Bueller, but it's not Ferris Bueller. Right. Why don't you just take it from here? Because I don't know. Yeah, this is a really strange campaign. I've seen a number of people. I think we've seen. I've seen some chatter about it on the Facebook group, and I find it very weird too. Um, it is essentially a shot-for-shot remake of two iconic scenes from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The the early the scene early in the movie where he's talking to the camera, he's taking a shower, mm-hmm. he's explaining life moves at you pretty fast. Um, but in this scenario, even though it's basically the exact the exact setups. Um, the only difference is he's talking about getting his pizza and watching the pizza come to you on your on your app, so you can see where it, when it's going to arrive. Yeah, let's just listen to just to set it up a little bit, if you don't mind. Let's take a listen to the first one. Uh, this is Life Moves Fast, and by the way, we should mention that it, it stars Joe Keery. I did not make this connection when I was watching them on TV. It wasn't until I looked them up today. Joe Keery, of course, is the same person. As I was going to try to make a Kendall Jenner joke, but uh, no, Joe Curie is actually the kid from uh, I, know, I was trying to make a joke about my ignorance when it comes to pop culture. Things are going off the rails. Um, Joe Curie's the kid from uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, he's the he's the um, kind of like popular boyfriend of the teenage girl. And you knew that when you saw these commercials? On no, TV? I have to admit, I I. I saw that the commercials kept referring to him featuring Joe Keery, and I was like, oh, that must be somebody. Right. And then I Googled him, and and I recognized him as soon as I, you know, 
saw the reference to Stranger Things. So let's take a quick listen to this. And by the way, so these are not just for Domino's, but they're for Domino's Pizza Tracker. Uh, maybe you already said that. Um, so there's a little crossover here, too, with the Amazon Echo. This is all about him ordering a pizza without having to make a phone call. And then like using his smartwatch, his Amazon Echoes, his iPads, and, and what have you. His zip drives. His zip drives and his power gloves. Floppy disks. Uh, his floppy disks to uh, to know when his pizza will be arriving. It opens up with him in the hallway uh, with the towel on his head and that kind of iconic recreation of uh, Ferris Bueller. How could I possibly be expected to go without Domino's on a day like this? Alexa, ask Domino's to place my easy order. Ordering Domino's. Life moves pretty fast. If you can't track your pizza, you can miss it. Order two medium, two topping pizzas. Even playing the clarinet poorly. So it's, it's like you say, it's practically a shot by shot. Yeah. One of the things, and this seems like a small thing that confuses me about this ad, is that he's he is wearing all the clothes that uh you know that Bueller Bueller wear that that um Matthew Broderick wears. The house is exactly designed, you know, uh, set up the same. The, all the all the props and everything are exactly the His same. His girlfriend in the next ad looks exactly like the girl like who played Salone. Yeah, but he's not, and he and he again, he's dressed like him, but he's not styled like him. No, but he doesn't look anything like him. He's like. not doing an imitation of him. They're just he's doing all of the scenes though. He's in the shower yeah. making his hair like a spike, except his hair is like 10 times longer. But there's no imp- attempt to do an impression of him at all. So it feels disjointed in that way or somehow like there's this element of cognitive dissonance because mm-hmm. everything else is meant to be uh, like an exact replica except the actor himself. So that feels a little strange to me. And then as we've talked about, uh, like I don't understand what Domino's is going for here like why they're trying to connect these this very iconic movie and its many iconic scenes with this product. I don't see what the connection is, except that I guess we are talking about it and they're sort of, you know, it's an, I guess it it's created enter- some buzz. It created like, some buzz. I guess it's entertaining in a way. We all like that movie, but... Very much of our generation. Who are they targeting here, too? Because you have a young, very attractive to the young generation actor playing this part, but it's... you only get the jokes if you're oldsters like me. I'm glad you said that. Why don't you play this message from listener Chris, um, who who kind of gets who who addresses that same question? Hey, Andrew and Genevieve, it's Chris from Portland. Recently, uh, we've been my wife and I have been watching these commercials for Domino's Pizza, where they're invoking Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and we started talking about like who are these commercials supposed to be for? Because the people who would use this app don't remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and people who remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off are not really in their, like, young demographic. So started reminding us about Woodstock and how they re- tried to redo Woodstock in the 90s, even though it was something from the 70s. And so mm-hmm. uh, maybe as an ad trend when they tried to invoke a era where that, that's different from the demographic, we could just call it Woodstocking. <laughs> um, maybe we could do an, an episode on Woodstocking. Anyway... Uh, love the show. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. That's a good idea. Yeah. It's actually a good term. I love coining terms. Absolutely. Yeah. That, Chris, I think that's very astute, but also, you know, raises the same question that we are asking ourselves here. Like, who are they appealing to? And I agree. Like, 
I'm way too old. Like, I'm not going to be checking on my pizza on my smartwatch in the shower. There's just like, oh, I, yes, you are. I can't. I mean, I mean, do maybe that. not you specifically. I don't think that this technology is out of reach of people our age. And let's face it, like, I have clouds to yell at. Okay? <laughs> no, I know you do, but this time it's the Amazon cloud. Um, and you're going to yell, bring me my pizza. Sorry. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm stalling a little bit here, not thinking about what I'm talking about, is I knew that Matthew Broderick already did this commercial as a bit of an oldster himself back in, and I'm now I've looked it up here on the fly. It was a Super Bowl ad from 2012. It was this the Honda CRV, and it's called Matthew's Day Off. Now this whole thing makes more sense to me. You have people who are our age or even a little bit older. They're I don't know a CRV. That's not is that a nicer car. It's like a middle, sort of a, kind of a middle class, m- mid mid range. I want to say it's like a sort of a hybrid SUV type of thing. So you're in the stage of your life yeah, where absolutely. you know you 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 would be interested in a car yes. like that. It's not a, a not a young flashy car, and you have Matthew Broderick reprising his own role. Let's watch this. If I recall, this was kind of a <laughs> well, I'm not sure what it is. By shot remake as well. I guess I'll be okay. So we see <laughs> him. Uh, we see him in bed pretending that he's sick, just like in the movie. I'm not sure what it is. I guess I'll be okay. I'm calling the studio, Matthew. You're not shooting today. No. People are depending on me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's basically pulling his same Ferris Bueller oh thing. My gosh. Only he's talking to his agent on the phone. This movie he's... just really holds up. And also... And Matthew... I know I'm watching a Honda commercial, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... But it's also Matthew Broderick, right? Yes, it's he's like delightful. He, he's the reason why. Movies bring so much joy. Stop. It's done. Just get some rest. He bought it. How can I handle work on a day like today? One of the worst performances of my career, and he never doubted it for a second. Hi, can I get my CRV brought up, please? I've got a lot to do today. Roderick. Roderick. You have excellent taste. So they've changed it around a little bit. He's in a fancy hotel, uh, and he's had the um, he's had the the, the but valet. But they've done a bring great job car. echoing all exactly. of the little things, and it works so much better because the joke is that this is Ferris grown up. That ad makes so much more sense. It's to me. appealing. It appeals exactly to the demographic that uh, it feels missing in this uh, Domino's thing, which is. Yes, we all we all have nostalgic memories of Ferris Bueller. Now Ferris Bueller's all grown up, and we're all in the car buying set. Right? Yeah. So the, again, it comes back to this pizza one. And you cars know, played such a huge role in, in Ferris yep. Bueller too. You know, like it, it, like the the getting the sexy car is like a big part of the plot. So, so I was reading um, it, the other the other commercial features the iconic scene where Ferris is like racing home right. on foot, cutting through people's backyards, jumping over bikini-clad sunbathers, and then turning around and, and introducing himself to them. Uh, and they do a, a remake of that scene. Um, as he's running, though, and then the car pulls up alongside of him, this time we see it's like, you know, in, in the movie, it's his dad. This time, I guess it's a guy who's supposed to be his dad, but it's actually the guy who plays Cameron. Oh, uh, Alan you know, Ruck? It's, yeah, you know, you know his name? Okay, you know what's going on. Uh, she just gave me this knowing. I wish to God I could make a gif of the look that they just give me right now. She just like shrugged a little bit and wagged her head like, mm, I know things. Um, yeah, it's Alan Ruck and he's even wearing, you can see he's wearing his whatever, like the Red Devils. Uh, what are the, what's the hockey team? What It doesn't matter. He's wearing his hockey jersey or whatever. Uh 
and so that raises some interesting questions too. I saw some people. I think writing, it's a Wings jersey. Oh, you, that, that makes sense. Is it Red Wings? Yeah, Red okay. Wings. Um, and uh, anyway, so it's like, wait a second did did Cameron grow up to have a child who's just like Ferris Bueller? Is there some weird nurture yeah. thing going on it's there? It's confusing. The whole thing is confusing. It's, it's all like, these. It's all this weird. It's all this stuff that feels like. I mean, I think it really does create cognitive dissonance, which I don't understand what they're going for there. I guess it really was just kind of like if we make this, people will talk about it, and people are talking about it. So, um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, do, I guess we've already sort of entered the um, the the ad council yeah, phase. Yeah, let's play the music. Since we, yeah, but you know, we paid a lot of money for this music. We should play it. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind Okay, so this is where we... uh Check in with you guys, the ad council, your emails, your voicemails, the messages that you posted on our Facebook page, etc. By the way, Facebook group, after these messages, it's a fun place to be. You can find it easily and, uh, and join us there. Um, what do we have today, Vives? Well, we've got a couple of uh, good pieces of feedback here. The first one is from listener Michael, um, who writes, uh, My significant other, who grew up in Boston, reminded me of this ad that I, who grew up in the New York City TV market, also saw when I was a kid in the 60s. Hmm. She remembered it as a really well done ad, and I think it does hold up. And I just liked this. This is not pertinent to anything we've talked about really in the past, but I I really, I watched the ad, and it just struck me so much as like exactly the kind of ad on Mad Men that was sort of Don's stock and trade, like a, a story about a family. You know, mm-hmm. like I could picture... In my head, it's a carousel. Exactly the the pitch that he's like the the story he's telling Peggy in the office about why this is the ad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so so just, what what happens? You just want me to play it, or yeah, just play it. It's about a little boy, uh, kind of narrating his memories of growing up um, in Boston's North End and what happens on Wednesday because Wednesday's Spaghetti Day. And this is for Prince Spaghetti. For Prince Spaghetti, right? Anthony Martinetti lives in Boston, in the Italian North End, the home of the Prince Spaghetti Company. Anthony knows a lot about Prince because it's something that grows you. Most days, Anthony takes his time going home. But today is Wednesday. And in the North End of Boston, Wednesday is Prince Spaghetti Day. So the whole the whole thing you're seeing as he's... as a, I had misremembered it. It was not narrated by the older boy or by the boy it's right. by a, a third party narrator but you're just seeing this sort of like sepia toned old timey north end brick brick boston neighborhood and this like little italian kid like racing through the neighborhood to get there in time to have his prince spaghetti i mean it makes me nostalgic for a time i didn't even live through. exactly so yeah. i think that is very effective and michael thanks for sharing it i had never seen that and it it just it is so so much a product of its time, that ad. I love it. Um, uh, it's a carousel. Uh, so what's up next? <laughs> You're just having verbal tics now. I, I know. I really Speaking am. of verbal tics. It's toasted. Um, our, our spaghetti is toasted. We that. had a little bit of a verbal tick in our last episode where we joked about what's a panini, and then we didn't bother to explain... What's a panini? Why, why that joke makes us laugh. Uh, listener Taylor wrote in, uh, I believe... What is oh, wait, her? listener Taylor. No, no, no. Chief, Chief Marketing Officer Chief Taylor. Marketing Excuse officer me. Taylor, uh, my right. apologies, yeah. Taylor. Um, writing, wrote, wrote in um, and asked, uh, is what's a panini a joke in your house? Because it is in ours, and <laughs> it's a funny overlap to me. 
Ours comes from being in a coffee shop or sandwich place in uh, Portsmouth, Virginia. We were moving to Norfolk using the and using their free Wi-Fi. Uh, she says a family of tourists came in and the mom asked, what's a panini? We all died and still call back to it often. That's crazy. So that just happened to her in real life. And I assure you, that's not our joke because we weren't there. Actually, it was me. I was, I asked, that was me who said, what's a panini? Yeah. And you were just joking because you were referencing a Tim and Eric skit. No, that's what this is from. It's from, uh, actually it's from maybe the spinoff of Tim and Eric, which is, uh, Dr. Steve I Brule. can't remember. I want to say it is from, they, briefly, um, John... Uh, John C. Riley had a show based on his Dr. Brule's, Dr. Steve Brule character called, I think, For Your Health? For Your Health with Dr. Steve Brule. Um, And it's just him being, you know, a complete, I mean, moron is to be, to call him a moron is to be offensive to morons. (laughs) Like he's just barely able to check it out. That's what it is. It's not, (laughs) it's not, it's called Check It Out. Check It Out. (laughs) Steve Steve Brule. Andrew and I, fun fun fact, Andrew and I independently have, uh, each have a different t-shirt with a Steve Brule joke on it. Oh, that's right. Mine says, in 1971, Bill, Bill Grates invented Microsoft. Now what's my dingus password? <laughs> or wouldn't it be great if I could remember my dingus password? What's yours? Uh, it's just a shirt that has like a silhouette of him that says, uh, oh, for your health. Oh, that's right. It's like very, he's kind of yeah. 70s style yellow shirt with that font. Yeah. But there's a great sketch on that show or a bit on that show where he's doing like a cooking segment with somebody. Um, but in typical Steve Brule fashion, doesn't know what anything means, including the most basic words. I know you only want me to play part of it, but I, I actually have like a minute of this pulled and I use it on TBTL sometimes. So let's just all listen right. to the whole thing. It's all good. Hi, Kathy Mitchell here in the kitchen with a brand new exciting product called the Griddleman. And I have a friend to help me introduce it to you from Channel 5 News, Dr. Steve Brule. Have you ever bought a panini at a, at a, at a restaurant? What's a panini? A panini is a sandwich. Well, then why did you call it a panini? Well, panini is Italian, I think. It means grilled in Italian. What's Italian? That's a country in Europe. It looks like a boot, kind of shaped. Like yeah. a cowboy boot. Kind of. Let's, let's make you a sandwich. You want to hand me one of those uh, spatulas over there? How about some meat? You like turkey? Who are you calling turkey? And then you can add whatever you like, your own little touches. You like pickles or... Yeah. Okay, some, very good. Let's put some pickles. We need to put a little this grease on it, though. What type of animal does the grease come from? Well, this is horse. Sounds expensive. Go ahead and brush it right on there. <laughs> there you go. Very good. Very good. And now we're ready to go. We'll just lay that sandwich right on there. Do you like sandwiches? Have you had a panini before? And a cowboy boot. <laughs> so... Obviously, we find that hilarious <laughs> oh, and I, and cannot hear the word panini in our house without <laughs> reflexively saying, what's a panini? What's, or a cowboy boot. Cowboy boot. <laughs> All right. And it looks like we have maybe one. Yeah, Am what, I right in saying that we one have more, one more? One here? more piece of feedback here. This is a voicemail from listener Marissa. Uh, and uh, Andrew, this one's for you. Oh, good. Please say I was right about something. Hi, Andrew and Reeves. This is Marissa in Maryland. Both, I have two little boys, and they both last week had this, like, terrible illness where they both spiked these fevers, and we had to medicate them to keep them out of the hospital, oh, no. and I thought do? it had passed me by, but it just hit me this afternoon, and um, I'm lying here sort of half in a fever dream, and my brain is just going, doctor, doctor, hi, fever, and I need it to stop, so any help would be appreciated. Love the show. 
Marissa, oh. I hope Marissa, I hope you and your family are feeling better. Um, and that just was such a charming voicemail. And I, I know you probably don't even remember leaving it, but thank right. you. That, that was the NyQuil talking. I got to say, I feel a little bit bad because at first I thought that uh, like halfway into this, I thought, oh, this is just a spoof. I thought she was making the whole story up just to like kind of uh, uh, get to the doctor doctor part. But I, I'm sorry to hear that you are all sick. But I, I would... Actually, no. I, sh- I should not be giving out any kind of medical advice on, on the show. But when I have or a cold... anywhere. When I have a cold, all I want to say is I usually take a sweet pill. And that <laughs> makes everything a lot better. So uh, you might want to check that out. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right. I think that's the show, Veeves. That's it. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, there are many ways to do so. You can uh, check out the Facebook group, which is After These Messages Show on Facebook, and just look for the group. You can email us at After These Messages Show at Gmail. Uh, and Andrew, you want to give that phone number out? Uh, yeah, and I also want to say special thanks uh, again to our, our oh. buddy Amy Walensky yes, um, for uh, joining us today. And probably, I think I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong, so my apologies on that. Uh, you can um, check her out on Twitter. I probably should have had her Twitter handle. I think it's in. at Amy Wu, right? I think it's at Amy Wu. We're pretty good at this. <laughs> I can't believe I just threw that out there without knowing. You can follow Amy on Twitter at Amy Wu. That's A M Y W O O. And if you want to call us, it's 607 444 5597. Again, that's 607 444 5597. Anything else? Talk to you next week. 